What a great year 2017 has been. Welcome Faith Promisers at all of our campuses. We are so excited to have you with us. Today is, it's really one of my favorite weekends as we reflect, as we celebrate, as we look back over our shoulder and say, wow, look at all that God has done. Actually go in the book of Malachi said, and God wrote a book of remembrance. And we remember, see, remembering the miracles of the past gives us faith to march into the future. Seeing all that God has done gives us faith to know that God still can. It's been an incredible year, an extraordinary year. Matter of fact, do me a favor right now across all of our campuses. If you gave your heart to Jesus this year, would you stand up right now? To every, just go ahead, every campus, stand up and remain standing. If, come on, just stand up. If you received a miracle this year, would you stand up? Come on, go ahead and stand up. If this year was the year that you started at Faith Promise, would you stand up? Come on, if you had a prodigal come home, if you saw God move in a great way this year, would you stand up? Come on, every campus, God Vine Bars, come on, look around every campus. Can we give God a shout of thanks and praise? Come on, let me hear you. Give God glory for all that he has done. Wow, look around, you guys can have a seat. That's what this weekend is all about is to say, yay, God. We, get, we began this, this year with a theme out of Proverbs 22, 1. A good name is to be more desired than great riches. You know what, as we look back, it literally was a prophetic theme. As you and I look at the news today, and we see how true it is. We're watching successful, influential people, business, media, technology, politics, on and on, continue to fall. They continue to fail, destroying their legacies, their families and their reputations. A lifetime of accomplishments literally turned to ash at their feet. God has called us out, promisers. How did you respond in 2017? For faith promise, it was another year of growth, of great miracles as we reached new highs, heights of pitching over 8,000 in weekend attendance across all of our campuses, about 700 baptisms, real people finding real love. Hey, remember we did Sunday Showdown? Y'all remember when I humiliated Pastor Zach? It was like 50 to nothing. We rolled into a tale as old as time. And remember we all became storytellers ourselves of the good news. We visited the Holy Land together. We released several new FP original short films like Wild Love, Endgame, Christmas Spectacular. We were encouraged by one of my spiritual fathers and mentor, Coach Tom Mullins. We were shown Mom in the Biddle by Michelle on Mother's Day. We were inspired through my friend Halloran on Thanksgiving. On the 4th of July, we saw a team of 12 rising communicators and next-gen leaders standing up. We walked through fusion and movement with our students. Summer at the movies and kid camp. An entire month of love starts right here. But let's hear from some of the pastors themselves, some of our global leaders that saw God do incredible things this year. Let's begin with one of my favorites. Pastor Gina, come share what God has done in the kids' ministry. Thank you, Pastor. I want to tell you the stories about Sawyer and Lincoln. You see, in FP Kids, we want every kid to find a place to belong. And we believe that we can do that in the context of small groups. Sawyer 
uh, is a kid who is in our kindergarten ministry. And just a few weeks ago, his mom stopped me as I was walking through the church. She said, Gina, I want you to know that on the way to church today, Sawyer, just from the backseat of the car, he said, Mom, I love FP Kids because that is where my small group is. Even Sawyer in kindergarten has discovered the value of small group in his life, a place where he can belong. Lincoln is another story that I want you to tell you about. See, Lincoln is, is, is one of those kids that it's not easy for Lincoln to find a place where he can belong. You see, Lincoln has autism. And so there are things about uh, social settings that can be difficult and challenging for Lincoln. And so when Lincoln's family came to Faith Promise, we paired Lincoln up with one of our, our uh, teenage volunteers, a high schooler who wanted to contribute and volunteer in a meaningful way. And what this high schooler doesn't know is that not only has she provided a, a way for Lincoln to be able to engage in his small group, but she's helped Lincoln to truly find a place where he can belong in his small group. It's been an amazing experience to watch his family as they have been able to engage and really be a part of Faith Promise simply because Lincoln has found a place to belong. There's so many stories that I could share with you about some of the incredible things that God has done in FB Kids, but I'm gonna give Zach a chance to share some of his stories. Thank you, Gina. It has been an absolutely phenomenal year in FP students. And before I tell you anything, I just wanna thank you because of your generosity not only financially, but also with your time and your prayers through, through volunteering, through leading small groups, we have seen a radical move of God this year. We average over a thousand students on Wednesdays. That, these students could be anywhere, yet every week they come and they worship, they hear God's word, and they get discipled in small groups. That's unheard of, that's wild. God is doing something so special, even, even crazier than that. We've had just under 300 students baptized. That's, that's 290 students who've made that declaration of faith and they've come before their peers and their parents and they have, they, they've made that decision. It's unbelievable. God has been so good. It's because of your generosity. But every one of these students, every one of these baptisms, every one of these attenders, they all have a story that matters so much to God. If I could just share one with you. We have a student named Mackenzie Lloyd who last year was diagnosed with cancer. And when a 15-year-old gets diagnosed with cancer, it's, it's pretty life-altering. Her family didn't know how to handle it. Yet, whenever the hospital visits needed to be done, it wasn't done by a pastor, but it was done by her small group. A bunch of 15-year-old girls who went and had the faith that God would heal her. Earlier this year, she was clear of cancer as she walked through that with her small group as they went and visited her and prayed over her. And so special, the first place she stopped after she was cleared of cancer was at Faith Promise to be baptized. The best days of Faith Promise are still to come and they're gonna come through this generation. So I'm so grateful for your generosity. I'm so grateful for your time. Please, please keep on giving, keep on coming and let's see a revival come across all of our generations. God is doing something special. We're so grateful. Let's hear from Pastor Kyle. Thank you, Zach. When I think back on 2017, two words come to mind, generous and clarity. Faith Promise, you are a generous people. In 2017, we showed up and demonstrated the love of Jesus in 11 nations, 
helped start over 450 churches around the world, sponsored 800 plus children from developing nations, impacted the lives of thousands of kids and families through our local partners, and gave to the hurricane relief in two states. Over 80% of our FP groups served in the community this year. Thank you, Faith Promise, for being so generous. In 2017, the FP Group's ministry went through an amazing process of clarity of purpose and calling. We believe this clarity will serve as a catalyst for exponential life change in our lives, the people of Faith Promise, and in the lives of thousands upon thousands of people in our region who are currently far from God. As clarity was brought to the purpose of Faith Promise, it was brought to the group's ministry. Like Faith Promise, FP Groups exist for real people with real problems to find real love. Jesus is love, and we want everyone to experience His love, to experience Him. Throughout the year, God has been leading our group's ministry to greater clarity of our calling. We kicked off 2017 with a group's alignment around Pastor's book, Called Out. What God calls you, calls you out. This year, we have learned that God calls us storytellers and disciple makers. As we tell our story and God's story, we are called to make disciples who make disciples. If we're going to make disciples, we must understand what a disciple looks like. We believe that disciples of Jesus have four characteristics. They encounter God on a consistent basis. They embrace others. They engage the world around them through serving. And they expand God's kingdom by making disciples. In 2018, we will begin to form groups around these four characteristics, encounter groups, embrace groups, engage groups, and expand groups. Why? Because God is calling us to new rivers and new roads as we journey with Him. Be encouraged. You are a disciple maker. Now let's hear from Micah. Thanks, Kyle. This year has been an amazing anthem of worship to Him. Epi Worship we want to create an atmosphere to connect people to God for life change. And one of those life-changing moments, for me specifically, was at our God Behind Bars location. It was during our Heart for the Harvest time, and we asked people in need to stand, to link arms hand in hand, and to pray for one another. And you never know if that's really gonna work when we create these experiences in our creative offices. But we heard a story from God Behind Bars, and our volunteers watching these men stand hand in hand, with tears in their eyes, praying for one another, experiencing life change through worship. As we worship together, no matter how big our problems seem, they're smaller in the arms of God. We love worship at Faith Promise, and we love you. But next year, let's be a little brighter. Let's be a little bolder. Let's be a little louder in our worship. We love you so very much. Back to you, Pastor. Thanks, Micah. What an incredible, what an incredible year. See, Promisers, once again, we were overwhelmingly generous at $1.5 million in our Heart for the Harvest campus expansion and church planning, local ministries and missions like care cuts. And one of the last things we did is we reimagined the Faith Promise mission for reaching 10,000 by 2020. Now in one voice, because I know you all have it by now, at Faith Promise, we exist to help real people with real problems find real absolutely. Although this is the end of 2017, it's not the end of what God is doing. 
See, he's going to do something new. It's going to spring forth. Will you be aware of it? See, we believe new rivers and new roads that God is going to do something new in Faith Promise this coming year. We are a called out people of real love. And what God calls you, what an exciting time. By the way, Monday, we start our new devotion. I believe it's the best one that we have ever had. Make sure and pick one up. New Year's Day, launch out fresh with it. And we're gonna talk about it next weekend. But hey, one of the things that we wanted to do this weekend is we wanted to leave some time because we have some incredible campus pastors and every campus has seen miracles. Every single campus has seen God do something incredible. So right now, I wanna turn it over to our campus pastors. As they step up, would you guys, come on, somebody stand to your feet. Would you welcome your campus pastor? Way to go, we love you guys. We'll see you next year. Wow. Church, has God been good to Faith Promise in 2017? Has he been good to us? It has been an amazing, amazing year. My name is Jeff Cochran. For those of you that don't know me, I have the honor and privilege to serve here at our Pellissippi campus as a student pastor. Uh, but before we get started this weekend, I really want to take just a moment and I want to thank a couple of people. Uh, and that's really Pastor Chris and Pastor Josh Whitehead for giving me the opportunity to uh, share this last weekend of 2017 with you guys. Is that not crazy? Does that not sound a little weird, the last weekend of 2017? I don't know about you, but it feels like it just started for me. But it's been absolutely amazing, just an unbelievable year. And weren't those stories like just phenomenal that you heard on the video? Were those not phenomenal stories that we heard? We heard crazy stories from Pastor Zach and from Pastor Gina and Pastor Kyle and Micah and then Pastor himself sharing where we've been and where we're going. And I wish I could tell you so many more of the stories. I really do. I wish that I could tell you hundreds of stories that I've heard from Pellissippi alone. I wish that I could tell you just the stories of what God has done in me and my family at Faith Promise and at this campus this year. If I told you just the stories of what God has done in my family, I'd be up here for four hours, okay? But you don't want that. So I can't tell you all those stories because you want to eat and you want to enjoy New Year's Eve, right? But hey, I wish I could tell you all those stories. I, I wish I could tell you so many. I wish I could tell you about how my son at nine years old, through what FB Kids is doing, through what he's learning every weekend in FB Kids, how this year he gave his life to Jesus and was baptized in this room. I wish I could tell you more about stories like that. I wish that I could tell you more about McKenzie's story. Remember how Pastor Zach talked about McKenzie? And he talked about, you know, this 14-year-old girl who was diagnosed with cancer here at our Pellissippi campus. I wish I could tell you the details of her story because it is unbelievable. But I wish I could also tell you more about Sarah. See, Sarah, Sarah's McKenzie's friend. Sarah is McKenzie's friend who invited her to FB students into her small group. And because McKenzie fell in love with FB students in her small group, her and her family were connected before their greatest hour of need. I wish I could tell you about how Sarah changed lives and changed the God's impact on a family simply by being a storyteller. I wish I could tell you about Julie. Oh my goodness, I wish I had time to tell you about Julie, a high school girl who came here in May into this room for FP students, and she came really with just a simple plan. She was coming to spend time with a few of her friends, and then she was going to go home that night and take her own life. She came with a plan to take her own life, 
Yet that night, she met Jesus and he gave her life and changed everything right here in this room. I wish I could tell you more stories like Sarah and Mackenzie and Julie. I wish I could tell you the stories of just my small group and how powerful my small group has been in my life. I wish I could tell you about uh, just the, the life that we went through together, how we've shared highs and lows, how we've prayed with one another. I wish I could tell you about how we've welcomed new babies and how we've uh, just celebrated new jobs and how we prayed late nights together, shared late night meals together, how this has been a family that has absolutely changed my life. I wish I could tell you all about my small group. And then I wish I could tell you about just the family and the friends that God has changed their lives this year through Faith Promise. See, I wish I could tell you about the empty seats that my wife and I save right there on that row every single week. And empty seats that we save because we believe that God is bringing people into our lives every week. And we're just praying that they're going to be here and praying that their lives are going to be changed. I wish I could tell you the stories about the people who have filled those seats and how God has begun to transform their life. How we've seen family and friends reconnect to church and connect to church for the first time this year. I wish I could tell you about my family that right now has reconnected to church through our online campus and is worshiping with us all weekend long as we celebrate together what God is doing because of the work of our online campus. I wish I could tell you so many of those stories, but here's what I don't want to do. I don't want to spend so much time looking back at what God has already done that we miss what he's about to do because it's going to be insane incredible. Okay, I don't want to spend so much time looking back that we miss the new thing that God is about to do. Because church in 2018, as good as 2017 was, as miraculous as it was, God's got something even better for you and for me in 2018. Amen? Amen. Are you ready for what God has for you in 2018? Are you ready for what he has for our church? I believe it is going to be so good that we can barely hold it. So if you guys are ready, can we take a journey into the new thing that God wants to do this year? Are you ready to take a journey with me? Can we do that? All right, that didn't sound like you're ready. Are you ready to take a journey? Awesome. Okay, I, I, I need your support. I'm a little nervous up here. There's the lights and the, the, the people, and yes, let's, let's not talk about that, right? We all like new things, don't we? How many of you for Christmas, you got something new? New, shiny, you love to tell me the story, absolutely. Adults, don't be scared. You got new things, too. We love new things. We love new things because new, man, new things, there's a wow factor to new things, right? And here's how I know that we love new things. Because simply by talking to you about a few new things, I can put joy on your face. I can make you smile. Let me show you how. We love new things. One of the new things that we love is a new car. How many of you would like a new car this weekend? Be real, be honest. Yeah, that smile's coming right there. When you think about a new car, what's the first thing that you think about? The smell. Right? Can you smell it? Right now, I can smell it, okay? I, when you get in a car and it's brand new, you're thinking two things. One, you're going, wow. It's new, right? The second thing you're thinking is, why don't I have a new car? My car sucks, right? That's what you're thinking. Because we love new. There's a wow factor about new cars. You know, before your kids dropped all the Chick-fil-A and got sick in the car and ruined it, because that's what your kids do, right? We love new things. Here's how else I know that we love new things. Puppies. You're proving my point. I'm showing you a picture of a puppy, and everybody in the room's like, aw, even the tough guys, they're like, mm, I'm not going to do it. Aw, yeah, yeah. We love puppies. We love new. Why is it that we love puppies, but we don't love the grown dogs? Right? 
Some of you are awing because you think that dog looks sad. No, what most of the men in the room know is that dog looks guilty, okay? That dog just pooped in your shoe. That dog chewed on everything in the house and he is guilty. We don't feel the same way about those dogs. Plus that dog eats like 50 pounds of food in a week and you can't afford to feed it. We love new things. There's a wow factor with a puppy that's not there with the dog. Here's how else I know we love new things. Babies. Babies. Yeah. You should all. That's my oldest. It's first Christmas. So uh, if you don't all, I don't know what's wrong with you, okay? Right? We love new things. Why is it that we don't have the same reaction for our teenager that we have for our baby? <laughs> Nobody said all. Some of you said, ugh, right? When you saw the cell phone, well, there's a wow factor with the new that's not there with the old. And here's what I know this weekend. I believe that you know new and wow go together like a student pastor in tight pants, okay? They just like, they're connected, right? We love the new and the wow, but if we're not careful, we will miss the wow moments in life. If we're not careful, we will miss the wild moments in life. If you're not ready for those sleepless nights, if you're not prepared for the wild moments, you're going to miss them. If you're not ready for the sleepless nights with that baby, then you're going to miss the wild moments of those first couple of years. If you're not ready for the diapers that never seem to end, you will miss the wow, okay? If you're not ready to go back into your house for the eighth time because that child keeps vomiting on you, okay, you will miss the wow. But here's the thing, babies don't keep. Babies don't keep. Babies grow up and the wow's gone, right? My wife, all through 2017, she's had this thing, like we got her diagnosed, it's clinical, it's called baby fever. The men in the room, you know what I'm talking about. This is dangerous, okay? This is dangerous level. She wants one of those new little guys. She wants another one, but I've got a nine and a seven-year-old, and I've already told her I am absolutely ecstatic with the blessings that God has given us already, okay? I love our kids just enough. I love them with everything that I have, but if you give me one more, then I'm going to have to split the love, and nobody's getting 100% anymore, okay? I don't want another one. But I have to keep telling her, you want another baby because they're cute, because all of our friends and our family, they're having a baby, and she sees them, and it's, oh, I want the new, because there's wow with the baby. But they're going to grow up, and they're going to stink, and there's no wow, right? If we miss... The wow moments in life, if we're not prepared for them, we're going to miss them. So this weekend is all about being prepared for the new, being prepared for the wow. Isaiah 43, 19, I don't want to spend a ton of time on it because we're going to get into it. You guys are going to be getting into it with the book uh, starting on Monday. Pastor's going to be preaching about Isaiah 43, 18 and 19 next week. It's going to be absolutely incredible. It's going to be fantastic. But can we just tease it a little bit today? Can we do that? Can we tease this passage? Let's get into it. Behold, I will do something new. Now it will spring forth. It's going to come like it's coming out of nowhere, like you can't contain it, like you don't know how you got a blessing so good, but will you not be aware of it? Let's stop right there. This word behold, that's a Greek word that always has an exclamation point after it, okay? Another great translation, because it's like amaze, surprise. Another great translation I think would be wow. God's about to do something new. Wow, I'm about to do something new, and it's going to come out of nowhere. It's going to spring forth. But will you be aware of it? Will you be prepared for it? Will you be prepared for the wow that I want to bring into your life? God is about to do some wow things in your life. Will you be prepared to receive them? God is about to do some wow things in your life and in my life, in Pellissippi's life, in Faith Promise's life. Will you be prepared to receive the wow things that God has for your life? So for the rest of our time together this weekend, here's what I want to do. I want to look at one verse. Can you guys handle one more verse? 
right? One verse, Mark 2, 22, and I believe it's going to give us some wisdom as Jesus is speaking to people around him on how to prepare for the wow, the new thing that God is about to do in our lives, how to prepare and not miss it. So here we go, Mark 2, 22. No one puts new wine into old wineskins. Let's stop for just a second. All right, there's a little bit of an elephant in the room. Some of you are getting a little bit nervous. Yes, on New Year's Eve weekend, I am talking about wine in the passage, okay? That's what God gave me, okay? It's thematic. We're just going to move on, okay? Do without what you wish. I think God has something to teach us through wine and wineskins, actually. I think it's going to be pretty good. No one puts new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the wine will burst the skins, and then the wine is lost and the skins as well. But one puts new wine into fresh wineskins. Fresh wineskins are for fresh wine, right? So Jesus, as he was talking, the people that he was talking to, they would have known all about wineskins. They would have known that wineskins were made out of animal hides. And they would have known that you take your wineskins everywhere because you don't just have bottles, you don't have, you know, thermoses and stuff like that, but you have these wineskins. And as you put wine into the wineskins, over time they stretch. And not only do they stretch, but over time they become brittle as they get older. Because remember that there's a difference between the new and the old. And as they get older and they get brittle and they get stretched out, if you then put new wine into those wineskins, they will burst every time. And then you have not only lost the wine, but you got to get a new wineskin, right? So everybody listening to Jesus, as they hear this, we're going, okay, what does that mean? They weren't asking what it meant at all because they knew, they knew, no, that would be crazy. It would be crazy to put new wine into an old wineskin because they realize this, I need a new wineskin to hold the wow that God is bringing into my life. I need a new wineskin. Without the new wineskin, you won't be able to hold the wow. You won't be able to hold the wow that God's pouring into your life. Without the new, you can't hold the wow. We need a new wineskin for 2018. In your own life, you need a new spiritual wineskin to hold the fresh blessing that God will support in your life. You need a new wineskin to hold what God wants to do in your life that work. You need a new wineskin. We need one for our church, and we need one for this campus at Pellissippi because God is doing a new thing. He's doing some wow things, but we can't be prepared for the wow if we don't have a new wineskin. But I believe this, church. I believe that your wineskin is going to be directly tied to your word and your personal growth plan. Your wineskin will be directly tied to your word for the year, your personal growth plan. I don't know if you guys have a word. But if you don't have a word for the year yet, I want to encourage you to do that. If you look in the back of the pastor's book, it has a template for a personal growth plan and how to choose a word and a verse for the year. I want to encourage you to take the book, get in the back of it, put together a word. It is going to absolutely transform your life. My word for 2018, my new wineskin, it's pray. Pray. Because I want to be a James 5.16 man. Because if the, if the prayer of a righteous man is both powerful and effective, I want my life to be marked by the power and effectiveness of Jesus Christ. So pray, a life of prayer. That's my wineskin for 2018 so that I can hold something new, the wow moment that God wants to do in my life. Will you be prepared? Will you have a new wineskin to prepare for the wow? Now here's something else I've noticed, and this is big. I don't want you to miss this. Most people's why moments come from missed wow moments. You know what a wow moment is? What a why moment is? See, a why moment, we've all had them. Those are times where we say things like this. Why, why did my dad get cancer? Why did my friend die? Why did I go through a financial breakdown? Why is my marriage getting hard? Why didn't I get the promotion? Why, why, why? And our why moments come often from missed wow moments. Mackenzie. Mackenzie, when she was 14, diagnosed with bone cancer. Don't you think that was a reason to have a why moment? 
Why would I get cancer at 14? Why would I get that news? But Mackenzie knew something that we can learn. She knew that that why moment was actually a wow moment. And it was an opportunity for God to do something special that only God could do. And when her family came to her, I remember last year at this time, New Year's Eve, her dad had called me and said, hey, we're going to tell her. I said, let me know how it goes. He calls me back and he says, hey, she's doing better than we are. We told her she has bone cancer and she said, well, God's got me. I believe he's going to heal me. But even if he doesn't, what's going to happen? I spent eternity with him in heaven. This is an opportunity for a wow moment where God can shine and do what only he can do. Don't let the why questions cause you to miss the wow thing that God is doing in your life. Because he wants to do something. And when we believe that, when we believe Romans 8, 28, that God does work all things together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose, we can see even in the most difficult moments of life that God is still doing a wow thing. And it's beautiful. And we can look for the wow, and when you look for the wow, you're prepared to receive it. I believe that God's got some wow things to do in us. Can I share with you a few of the wow things, a few of the wineskin things that God is going to give us? Because wineskin and wow go together. we got to have the wineskin to be prepared for the wow. So can I share with you some of the wow things I believe God's about to do at this campus this year and the wineskins we're going to use to hold them? Can I do that? Awesome. Let's, let's take a look at a few, and then we'll take a look at how you can prepare for the wow in your life. Number one, this time next week, we're going to be opening up two brand new service times. Two brand new experience times. Instead of having three services at Pellissippi, we're going to have five. Now, you hear about services and nobody's going, oh, that's exciting. That's wow, right? Nobody's, nobody's talking about that. It's a wineskin. We're preparing for the seats that can be saved and the lives that can be changed because they will be. Right? Next week, your family and your friends who are going to be coming back to church at our busiest time of the year when more people come to church than ever before from January through the spring, they're going to have a seat to sit in and their lives will be changed because we have more places for them to sit. And for some of you this weekend, God is even calling you to say, you know what, maybe I need to move off 10 o'clock on Sunday morning. Maybe I need to move to 845 or maybe I need to move to Saturday or to Saturday at 5 or maybe I need to move to 1130. But man, this time is going to be packed. This is going to be filled next week into the grandstands, and we want to make room for people to experience the hope and the love that we've experienced. Amen? Amen? I mean, I want us to do that. So here's what I need you to do real quick, because you play a role in that that is, that is huge. I want you to look to the person on your left. Everybody look. Make sure you know the person on your left. You can look back and forth to make sure you're making eye contact, okay? Look at the person on your left. I want you to say this, we'll be ready. All right, we'll be ready. Here's why you're saying we'll be ready. We are going to prepare a wineskin of new service times, and we're going to do whatever it takes. When you bring your mom, when you bring your dad, when you bring your best friend, when you need the people you love most who need Jesus the most, we will be ready, and we will have a spot for them. We will be ready. And it, it happens simply by us stepping into what God has called us to do. But here's the other thing. More people are going to serve this year and be transformed at this campus than ever before. And I don't just mean the people that you serve are going to be transformed. Some of you are going to begin to serve for the first time and realize what those of us that have been serving already know, that when you serve, it really does transform your life more than the people you serve. I promise. And I tell you, maybe you don't believe me right now. Try it for three months. Serve anywhere. I don't care where you serve. It will transform people's lives. As we go into uh, two new service times, we're going to need, man, first impressions volunteers. We're going to need ushers. We're going to need parking lot attendants. We're going to need people all over the building. We're going to need new kids volunteers. We're going to need new people to help make those seats, to help make those things happen. But as you serve, your life will be transformed more than the people that you served. And you're going to look back and say, that was a wineskin that changed my life in 2018. And can I just speak from my seat on the bus for just a second? As the student pastor here, 
In 2018, in January, I could launch 10 more small groups for middle school and high school guys if I simply had the men of God who would step up and say, I'll lead a small group. It's not the students we don't have. It's not more students that we need. We need men of God and women of God who will step up, and it will transform your life more than it will transform those students' lives, I promise. Man, it's just incredible as we step in with that new wineskin that God is going to do amazing things. So for you, how do, you may say, Pastor Jeff, how do I prepare for the wow in my life, though? What about me? That's how we're preparing for the wow. Here's how I want you to prepare for the wow. You can take a picture of this. You can write these down. But I'm going to give you five steps that anybody in the room can take. And I'm going to tell you, unless you're a crazy overachiever, you're not taking all five steps. But if you just took one or two, it would change your life in 2018. It would usher in the wow. It would prepare for the wow in your life. So number one, embrace your word. If you don't have a word and a verse for 2018 yet, embrace that. Get in the book. Get in pastor's book today. Get in pastor's book uh, tomorrow. I know we don't start until tomorrow, but get in the back of it today and figure out how you can put together your personal growth plan. Embrace that word. It will change everything for you as it guides your life for this whole year. Number two, embrace your serve. Don't just embrace your word. Embrace your serve. If you're not serving anywhere, can I implore you? Find a place to serve, try it for three months, and come tell me if I'm wrong. Okay, I just believe it's going to change your life. There's nothing that's going to open up more blessing to you than when you are serving. Number three, embrace community. If you're not a part of a small group, I I just wonder, why would anybody in this room not want a family, like this family that is my small group? Why wouldn't you want people to walk with you through your highest highs and your lowest lows? People who say, hey, no, you're not going to ask for help, but we're going ahead and telling you anyway, we're going to help because we know what you're going through. I mean, it's, just, it's, 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 it's unbelievable how good it is in community and embrace time with God. Number four, if you don't have a habit of time with God, there's no better time than to start that habit of time with God right now because the pastor's book for 30 days, for 30 days, right, it's going to show us how to have time with God, how to listen how to seek him in his word, how to go after him and let God speak to you. And it's going to be amazing. And then the last one, I think this is for all of us, embrace a wow filter. Choose to never look for the why before you look for the wow. Choose to never ask the why questions before you at least look for the wow. Know that the wow is there. Romans 8, 28, God is working it together for your good. Even when you can't see him, you can trust him that he's working something wow in your life. So church, what's your step? What step? do you need to take as we enter into 2018? What step would be your preparation for the wow, your preparation for a new wineskin? And maybe you would say, Pastor Jeff, the step that I need to take is I've I've never had a fresh start. I've never given my life to Jesus. I've never had my sins forgiven. I want a fresh start. I want to be new in Jesus. If that's you, you have a great opportunity this morning. We're going to pray a prayer together because at Faith Promise, nobody prays alone. So if you would, bow your heads with me. We're going to pray together. And if that is you, you want to give your heart to Jesus this morning. Pray this with me. Dear Jesus, I know I've sinned, but I know you love me more than my sin. You came to this earth and you died my death to be with me. Thank you, Jesus. Will you forgive my sins? Will you clean my heart? Will you save me? Everything that I have in everything that I am. It's yours. Be my Lord. Be my King. Be my Savior. In Jesus' name, amen.
So as we look back at 2017 and head into 2018, let's take a few moments to celebrate. You can see communion tables all around you and we get to do something pretty special as a family that the band is about to come out and they're just gonna play and lead us in communion, lead us in worship. So as you're ready, you can take some time, step up from your seats, take the bread, take the cup. Thank God for how much he loves you and what he's already done and believe that he's got wild things that are still to come. Let's take communion, let's worship.